When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we are serving up delicious slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. A bit weird, but it works. Today's special is Japanese cryptids, and I am your hostess, Emily. And I'm Ashley. And I'm Lindsay. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) This week, I am going to be telling you about some strange and terrifying Japanese cryptids. In traditional Japanese belief systems, everything has a spirit. Everything. Absolutely everything. Turtles, toilets, trees, tables, everything. Do you like my alliteration there? I do. do. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that. That was nice. (laughs) Because of this, it made researching cryptids challenging. Because there really isn't such a thing as a cryptid for them, from what I can tell, because because everything's alive. Mm -hmm. So everything has a spirit. Everything's a creature of some kind. They're are Western ideas of cryptids, but for them, the creatures or demons or whatever are often just spirits or elementals taking another form. So for this reason, I actually wanted to discuss a few really cool creatures and spirits in Japanese lore. The first one that I wanted to talk about is one of Japan's most famous cryptids, and it's known as the Kappa. Have either of you guys Uh, heard of this? Yep. I hadn't. I haven't, actually, so I'm excited. Apparently, it's in all kinds of... Uh, pop culture stuff. So we've probably seen it and just we don't recognize the name. Okay. So it's a really funny, interesting, weird, and a little messed up. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can confirm. Legends and stories of this creature go, it goes back centuries, if not further. They know for sure it goes back to like at least the Edo period way back. I think they said at least to the 1500s. So that's even before the Edo period because I think the Edo period was 1600s. It was the 1600s, you're right. Yep. You know this and I don't. Well, mine is in the Edo period, so oh, I would okay, really have works. it right in front of me <laughs> that, it's, that you were right, 1600s. Okay, so my source is on the Kappa, and there are quite a few of them, so bear with me. They were temple.edu, japanexperience.com, mythology.net, two mysterious universe articles, Wikipedia, of course, yokai.com, tofugu.com, and princeofjapan.com. Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S, not the royal prince. I'm glad you clarified I went the wrong way. (laughs) No, I was like, who's the prince of Japan? (laughs) No, and um, it'll come up a little bit later why I used prince of Japan, but it's um, a website that sells like antique prints. Oh, like tapestries and stuff Mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. Nice. So the Kappa is a member of the Yokai, which are this really massive group of monsters and spirits and elementals all from Japanese folklore. And it really, it's not specific. Yokai is just this big ass. Oh, yep. There we go. Dropped it already. (laughs) 
It's a big ass group of things. The first spirit. one. We're only five minutes in. Good job. I broke the cursing cherry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, now we know. This includes everything from goblins and demons to ghosts, gods, humans, or sometimes animals that have been transformed. The word yokai is actually a combination of characters that mean attractive, bewitching, calamity, and mystery or wonder. So it's like yo and then kai. I feel like I might be one of those. (laughs) (laughs) The calamity sounds like me. Mysterious calamity. Yep, that could be my middle name. That's your new nickname. <laughs> if you were a stripper, it was Mysterious Calamity. <laughs> she just gets up there See, and I've always over. wandered, and now I know. <laughs> Mystery solved. Everybody needs a stripper name. So, what are Kappa? Amphibious demons, imps, or water deities. And they love, love, love fresh water, like rivers, lakes, marshes, etc. Young Kappa often live in family groups, but adult Kappa are often solitary, though they may befriend other yokai. So they don't hang out with other Kappa, but they'll find other yokai to hang out with. And there are so many of them, so it's probably not that hard. (laughs) They're very small creatures, usually five feet or shorter, generally described as being no larger than a child. So they describe five feet or shorter as being no larger than a child But Japan is mostly five feet or shorter. So it's basically the same thing as being an adult in Japan, but it's a child here, which is my height. I am the same size as a Kappa. (laughs) I'm only slightly taller than a Kappa. So it's good to know. Than the average height of a Kappa. Who knows? Okay. There might, you might be a freakishly large Kappa. We don't know. I had a lot of milk. So this is probably why they're also known as a water child, which is one of the Kappa's many, 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 many nicknames. There's a ridiculous number. It was something like 80 or more nicknames that it's known by. How do you keep track of them at that point? How do you know what you're even talking about? Yeah. So the other characteristics, the descriptions, they can vary a bit from region, which is pretty typical when you have something that's like a, a cryptid that's nationally recognized but you have different regions that have their own takes, kind of like the Wendigo in North American, uh, Native American culture. I was just thinking that. Mm -hmm. And it it varies (laughs) a lot. They have certain base stories or characteristics that are the same across the board, and then everything else is like whatever works for the region. Yep. Usually they have a humanoid form that may be seen as bipedal or quadrupedal, and they have yellowish green or blue skin, that might be scaly like a reptile's or smooth and slimy, more amphibian-like. Sometimes the skin is described as removable, which is freaking nasty. Ugh. I'm grossed out. That just reminds me of something from Lovecraft Country that I don't want to think about right now. <laughs> okay, well then we'll move on to something a little... <laughs> it's still gross, but it's not as gross. Okay. Yeah. So they have a beak, sometimes with teeth, sometimes without. And even the teeth vary in description. Sometimes they're described as shark-like. Other times they're just kind of like cat teeth or fish teeth. And I don't know. I think it'd be funny to see a beak with a whole bunch of human teeth in there, like a cartoon. <laughs> Kind of like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like that would be hysterical. They have webbed hands and feet and a turtle-like carapace on their backs. And they stink of fish, which is no big surprise because they're water dwelling. So unsurprisingly, with webbed hands and feet, they're really fantastic swimmers, but they're really clumsy on land. Yeah. 
but still, even though they're small and clumsy, they are stronger than a full-grown man. So they're the same size as me, but stronger than a full-grown man. They Those swim all goals. the time, so... They swim all the... Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? They're like the Michael Phelps? I was just thinking that. I was like, they're the Michael Phelps of the yokai. <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorite little facts about them. Some of the traits that I thought were the funniest were described on yokai.com, which said that Kappa have three anuses, which allows them to cut three times as much cheese as humans. And it's like some weird, I don't know, something that they really enjoy. They like having three anuses and farting a whole bunch. And JapaneseExperience.com, which said that they have extendable arms like Stretch Armstrong. That last part's me. Yeah, I was, I, was I, thinking of, I was thinking Inspector Gadget, like, go, go, get arms. <laughs> That's great. <Okay. laughs> I just pictured, like, Stretch Armstrong, but when the arms get really too stretched out, so they're just kind of like, <laughs> Probably not as good for swimming. So we have super short, very stinky, beak with teeth, webbed hands and feet, a shell, three buttholes. Yes. Which, you know, honestly, that, that's probably helpful. Let's be real. There are some days that three buttholes would make things a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're onto something. I will just keep the one. (laughs) You would definitely go through extra toilet paper. Like, are they all in a vertical line so you can just one swipe up it? (laughs) I was was picturing like a trifecta. (laughs) Like, just like a triangle. (laughs) That's going to look like when you put Play-Doh through one of those things. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like a pasta extruder. <laughs> oh, no. Don't bring pasta into this. Don't do it. What carbs do to you? <laughs> oh, my God. Never eating spaghetti again. <laughs> it's forever going to be turtle butthole after this. <laughs> turtle butthole. <laughs> Uh, All right, and extendable arms. We're not done, though. These weird creatures have more to offer. They may have shaggy hair that's cut in the style that was the bane of every 90s male child, the bowl cut. No! Mm -hmm. And they have this indentation on their head. It's called a Sarah? Sarah? I'm going to call it Sarah. We'll go with Sarah. Which is shaped kind of like a bowl, and it holds water. The Sarah is really important because for the Kappa, it's thought that this is where they get their power. So it's like secret holy water on their head, but in their head. It's weird. What was that face, Ashley? (laughs) I am trying to picture this and I just can't. Right? I can't picture the bowl cut with the indentation and then a beak and the extendo arms. And then a turtle shell. Yeah, what the hell does it look like? <laughs> like a caved-in cranium with like a bowl cut. Yeah, like a. It's complicated AF, man. It's yeah, it's taxing. I was picturing those like monks or were they friars that had like the mm-hmm. line yes. of the bowl cut, but they yep. balled yes. on top. Yeah, maybe that's how they do it. Maybe they put there you it, go. There you go. If they ever leave their watery homes, they have to make sure that the Sarah is full, or they might not have any of their powers with them. And they could become immobilized and die. So it's really important that they protect the Sarah. That's a lot of responsibility for one bowl of water. Yeah, especially <laughs> especially considering they like to fight, which we'll get into in a little bit. But oh no! How do, like, what do you, how do you fight and keep the water up there? Do you keep one hand on your head like this? 
Yes. <laughs> Duke it and out. You just <laughs> beat him up with the other arm because it's so stretchy. Just, yeah, it's it just seems overly complicated. If a person ends up face to face with a pissed off Kappa, a great way to defeat it is to get it to bow, spilling the water from the Sarah and weakening the creature. But if someone ever finds a Kappa that already has an empty Sarah, refilling it will make it so grateful that it will forever help you with whatever you need for as long as you live. Hashtag perks. That's a sweet deal. That is a sweet deal. Will it kill somebody for you and dispose of the corpse? It'll do whatever you need it to. Note to self. (laughs) (laughs) Find and save a Kappa. (laughs) (laughs) The look in your eye. (laughs) Dang, Lynn, who do you have on your hit list? (laughs) You never know when you might need to dispose of something. It's just nice to have somebody on hand. Never piss off Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) If you know for sure she has a Sarah. Or not a Sarah, a Kappa. So there are some depictions of the Kappa as these hairy, ogre-like creatures. In these cases, the Kappa are known as Hayosubi. Hayosube? Not entirely sure how to pronounce it. I should have looked it up. I usually do. But apparently I was too lazy because I didn't note it in here. So there you go. That's all you'll hear about the hairy ones. I would imagine being smoother would make swimming a lot easier. Kind of like how professional swimmers think tend, about tend to shave. Yeah. They might have like that waterproof pelt. Yeah. Beavers and otters do it, man. Why can't Kappa? No, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing not... a beaver with a turtle shell. <laughs> and a sunken in head. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I heard read Harry Kappa, which is just funny to think about Harry Kappa. Personality-wise, the Kappa are kind of, I'm going to curse again, they're assholes. <laughs> they're mischievous. They often see, they're seen as pranksters or trickster spirits, and they can be very dangerous or even deadly. In short, to just kind of summarize it, they're depicted as both good and evil. They, they can have some good aspects when they're very helpful, but a lot of times when they're helpful, it's only because they're not really given a choice. <laughs> or because they want something in return. Yeah. Like when you fill their Sarah, they're helpful to you forever after that, but they don't necessarily really want to help you out. It's just part of their code because they have really strict code, which is interesting. When it comes to pranks, most of what I found had to do with farts. Or picking up kimonos, which if you've ever seen a kimono, that's actually really quite a feat because they're typically really long. So the fact that these guys managed to pick up a kimono, you know what? I have to kind of give it to you. You worked for that one. I think how they do it is actually they, they really enjoy hanging out in bathrooms. So I think they're oh. like down below. They're not really peeking under a kimono. I think they're looking up through the porthole. <laughs> Gross. That's super disgusting. It it is really gross. These guys are, yeah, these guys are naughty, naughty. I'm going to have a warning at some point here because there's some stuff they do that's really not cool. Aside from fart jokes and immature pranks, they apparently also really enjoy sumo wrestling and they never pass up the chance to battle it out. And for some reason, they really get a kick out of harassing travelers. I don't know what it is about travelers, but they really like to just pick on somebody that's just walking by. But their malevolent actions, they're pretty freaking awful. So this is where it gets, it might be triggering. You may want to fast forward about a minute if you don't want to hear triggering information. Kappa like to lure people, especially children, to the water where they will drown them. And they also really like to attack cattle, 
horses and they'll drown them. And there are still to this day signs and depictions all over Japan that show kappa attacking animals or that warn swimmers of the potential for kappa to be present in the water. So there are warning signs around bodies of water that say, watch out for kappa. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it's interesting that it's that much part of their culture that it's still there. Mm -hmm. So these creatures are reported to drink the blood or eat the entrails of their victims. But they don't just cut the entrails out, which is what you would assume that they'd cut it out and eat it that way. That would be way too boring for a kappa. Instead, these three anus beings have a fascination with butts. So they will suck the entrails out through the tuchus. That's their that's how they get their dinner. Oh, okay, I'm good. It makes me think of uh, centipede. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. There are also stories of them hanging out in toilets, like I said, which I guess toilets used to be situated near or over rivers, which makes sense. You'd you'd drop it and let it go downstream so somebody else could deal with it. So they would wait around these toilets for women to come along and then they would assault her. Um, The women would later give birth to a Kappa child, which of course was just absolutely disgusting. This is a dirty, dangerous thing. Humans don't want it around. So the children were cut into pieces and buried in jars. Mm. The children were identified as Kappa by their awful appearance. A lot of times it was, oh, this baby's skin is way too red. By the way, that's what babies look like when they come out, which makes me think that there were probably a lot of children with birth defects or just you know, they're coming out, maybe they had oxygen deprivation or something that were horribly killed out of fear of it being a kappa. Sad. It is sad. According to legend, one of the biggest reasons they're thought of as really awful is not because they drown children or suck your entrails out through your butthole or assault women. It's because they're obsessed with something called a shirikodama, which is basically a a person's entire essence. It's like their soul or life force or something. It's contained in this jewel thing or a rock or something, but it's inside of us. We carry it around inside of us. And where do you think this is? Where do we keep it? It's in our butts. (laughs) I quit life. (laughs) It's in the butts. I was going to say it's in our butts, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, we keep it in our butts because where else would we put something that that is that important? I keep all my precious things in my butt. <laughs> I wonder if they came up with this idea like somebody was smuggling jewels and they shoved it up their butt and somebody got in there like, oh, how did you get that up there? That's my soul. Put it back. <laughs> I'm not concerned that somebody took it away from you in the first place. I'm more concerned that you have to be like, put it back. <laughs> like, why did they take it from you? Oh, Cavity searches, I'm sure, have always been a thing. <laughs> That's true. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure throughout history, mankind's been like, hmm, I don't have any pockets. Where can I stick? <laughs> <laughs> so the cap are really crazy for this jewel, and they'll kill to obtain it. So that's part of why they will drag things into the water and drown them. And that's why, of course, they suck the entrails up. Based on what I understand, which could be completely wrong because I'm not Japanese, their goal is that Shirikodama, the, the soul jewel, and then the entrails are just like this bonus meal that comes with. So it's kind of like a happy meal? Yes. That is exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like a happy meal because everyone knows kids really want the toy. Mm-hmm. That's the what's the most important there. <laughs> and then they're all, oh, yeah, chicken nuggets. Yeah, that's my favorite. 
Oh yeah, entrails. So, like I said, that's probably why they they suck it out through our butts. Uh, it's two birds, one stone, basically. Makes sense. So there are some stories of these beings acting generously, like I said. They will perform acts like helping to irrigate fields or bringing fresh fish to a family. And the things that came up time and time again in my readings, though, related to medicine. So I saw this on almost every page. The Kappa are considered to be extremely knowledgeable, and they're credited with teaching about medical selves and bone setting, Hmm. which are, which of course are really important things. And even though they really like to harass and hassle travelers, if a Kappa sees one that is sick or injured, it's going to nurse the traveler back to health. My only question is, after it nurses it back to health, does it then harass the traveler? That's a good question. Or suck its entrails out of its butthole for its butt stone. (laughs) (laughs) Are we calling it the butt butt stone? (laughs) I'm sorry, the spirit butt stone. (laughs) The soul butt stone. Yes. Sorry, Japan, as Americans. (laughs) So now that we know what they look like, and we know some of their good and their bad deeds, let's talk about how to defeat a kappa. Yes. There are many ways to battle a kappa, appease it, or trick it. You could take different routes depending on your mood or the situation. Two really common ways are to use its biggest weakness against it. First, the kappa. They love, 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 love cucumbers and other cucurbits and melons. It's said that they enjoyed this more than devouring children, which I would say is probably good. <laughs> I, I would I'm hope. I'm going to go with good. Good, good. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, definitely a plus. Cool. Not the only one. A traditional way of protecting families during the Edo period. Hey, there it is. I do have a date here. Which was, which was from 1603 to 1868. I did my research for some of it. Was to write the names of a family member on a cucumber. So they write the name, like they'd carve it or they'd paint it. They'd write it on the cucumber and then they'd chuck it into the water, especially before bathing. And this really just kind of keeps the kappa happy. Happy kappa. Happy, happy kappa. kappa. <laughs> Sounds like happy camper. Yeah, it does. So this love of cucumbers is so ingrained in the culture that a cucumber sushi roll is known as a kapamaki. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hoping I pronounced that correctly because I do not like sushi. I don't either, so I can't help. Raw fish, no go. Mm-mm. Yeah. I will end up looking like a kappa with three buttholes. It's just going to be bad. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> 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 Raw fish, not good. <laughs> hey, maybe that's where they came up with that idea. <laughs> maybe it is. <clears throat> Another popular way to defeat them uh, was to trick them into bowing and spilling the water in their water. sarah, which we talked about. That Because um, that's that little divot that holds the water. People could challenge them to a sumo wrestling match because we know that they love to fight. They think they're just so cool. They freaking love sumo wrestling and that they always think they're going to win. But one of the big things about sumo wrestling is both contestants have to bow before the match begins. There you go. That's smart. So you basically play them. This works. So one, one of the big reasons they will return that bow is because they are just, they're really obsessed with politeness and it's incredibly rude to refuse a bow in Japan. Yeah, I know, right? They're obsessed with politeness, but they don't have a problem peering up skirts, assaulting women, or killing children. Or sucking entrails through buttholes. <laughs> I guess if you're dead, that's not really an issue of polite or rude. If you're alive, that's definitely rude. Yeah, that's true. Leave that At there. At least that's buy fine. dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Makes the cleanup easy. <laughs> so because it's an easy way to trick a kappa, some of them have caught on to the fact that we use this trick. So now they wear metal plates over their Sarah, which holds that water in there. Sneaky little bastards. So whenever they're out of the water, they they can't lose the water that's in their Sarah. This one's funny. Apparently, if you're really sneaky, you can come up behind a kappa and rip its arm off, and they'll do anything to have it returned. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, it's just detachable. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Just rip it off there. Not only is it super stretched, Stretch arm, strong, powerful, but it'll just pop right off. Which, how do, how do you have both? I feel like if you're really stretchy and you stretch too hard, is it just like, does it slingshot? Do you think it gets the, and just I goes. hope not, but probably. Probably. that elasticity Yeah, has that to release do something. <laughs> that would be entertaining. You just see an arm go whizzing by. And like, <laughs> <laughs> also, being an aquatic creature, dehydration is a real issue. So... I guess if you just get them out of the water and you can keep them out, you can just kind of wait them out. Just just a, an idea. They also really don't like things like iron, loud noises, ginger, sesame, deer antlers, which is just random. How did that happen? And monkeys, <laughs> which I guess goes with loud noises because monkeys are not quiet. That's true. Monkeys are pretty loud. Just eat a whole bunch of cucumber, ginger, and sesame and you're set. Cap is like, nope, I don't want to touch you. When they're out of the water and they take their skin off, they do this so that they can sleep. They can't return to the water until they have that skin back. So if you steal it, you're golden. But why you would want to steal it, I don't know. I I would not want to pick that up. I imagine that would just really piss them off. If they know who stole it, they're going to come find you, especially if they're smart enough to have one of those like little metal caps on there. Sarah? But my personal favorite way of battling them is through flatulence. (laughs) (laughs) Because of course... They're just obsessed. According to Tofugu.com, they can dish it out, but they really can't take it. There's an old print from the late 1800s. It's called Comic Pictures of Famous Places in the Early Days of Tokyo. And this is where I went to PrinceofJapan.com so that I could verify. Because I saw this on multiple sites and I was like, I want to verify this is actually a real thing and it's not just something modern somebody made up to go with this. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's from the late 1800s. So it's been around for at least 100 years. And the print depicts a kappa control method. And it's this guy that's bending over and farting into the face of this absolutely <laughs> horrified kappa. The kappa's like, no! <laughs> it's hysterical. Have you ever seen the video of the guy that's swimming in the lake and he thinks he's gonna fart, but he poops, and there's that trail behind him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it looks no. like that. Oh, no. Oh, it doesn't God. look like that. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's some woman that's bowing in the background behind this guy, like <laughs> shielding her face from everything that's happening. <laughs> Which I thought was oh, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, obsessed with farts and butts, apparently. Would jarred farts work? There you go. so because they've been in japanese culture for so long kappa pop up all over the place there are festivals and shrines to the creatures there are even multiple temples that claim to have mummified remains of kappa but as far as i know none of them are on display so you can't go see the kappa bones and it is probably just mummified animal or person but it's really it's i mean it's revered it's a spirit Mm -hmm. kind of like a water god they are regularly featured in pop culture, everything from sake brands to credit cards, and of course, movies, TV, and video games. 
They are found, unsurprisingly, in the popular cartoon, Yokai Watch. Yep, oh, I wonder <laughs> Makes why. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> There's also a character in Animal Crossing called Captain, which is, in Western cultures, it's just a turtle, but in Japan, it's depicted as a kappa. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that that was really interesting because that's so popular right now. But this is the reference that I could relate to the most because I'm old. And I think you two probably being almost as old or slightly older. Sorry, Lindsay. Ancient. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically the crypt keeper, let's be real. You have a year on me, yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, when they go back in time to feudal Japan, the people in the movie viewed them as Kappa. Okay. I Which do I vaguely remember that, yes. And there are a whole bunch of theories about what might have inspired the Kappa. What makes people believe in these creatures? What Was there something real or is it just lore? What's going on? Sorry. One that I personally think is is really unlikely is that villagers got confused about macaques bathing in rivers and thought that they were river monsters, which is just dumb because macaques are freaking loud. They're covered in hair. I mean, and they're all over Japan, aren't they? Or they're at least in the highlands of Japan. So they're common enough that people there want to know what the freaking macaque is. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that one's dumb. We'll throw it out. Get rid of that one. Sorry, whoever thought of it, you were dumb. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> A more reasonable natural creature explanation is possibly the giant salamander. The Japanese giant salamander can grow up to five feet long. What? Which I would not want to run into that. That's as big as me. <laughs> it does regenerate its skin and they apparently stink. They're also carnivorous and common to the same kind of waterways that Kappa are reported in. So that makes sense. I think that that's plausible. Now I'm just picturing a giant salamander with a bowl cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that climbs out and like, let's wrestle. <laughs> a supernatural explanation is that they might be aliens. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> That's as much as I want to talk about that theory because I just, I love aliens, but we're not going to go down that road. That's a whole different trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm just bringing it up because it is a theory. There's, of course, a theory that it was just a story that was started to scare kids, which is pretty common across all of history all over the world. (laughs) So it's thought that it was to scare kids and kind of keep them from wandering too close to the water and drowning or seeing what were known as leech babies. Do either of you know what a leech baby is? I don't. I didn't until I read about it, and I don't like it. It's going to be bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's sad. Leech, yeah, leech babies are sad. They were, sometimes they were just stillborns. Other times they were young children whose family couldn't afford to raise them, so they would be killed. And in either case, they were disposed of in the water. That was a really common way to dispose of things. Just throw it in the water and get rid of it. Which is dumb, by the way. If you're throwing it into your fresh water, you're spoiling your fresh water dum-dums. Also, this is a person. So there's the belief that parents would use the tails of the kappa as kind of like a boogeyman to scare mm-hmm. kids away from seeing it. Which I could... It was it was common enough that I could absolutely believe this. Yeah, that makes sense. Even so... The Kappa are still so commonly reported that it is considered to be like a legitimate cryptid. Hmm. Kind of like Bigfoot. There there are enough reportings of it that it's really considered a cryptid, not just mythology or urban legend or heard a little bit about it, but we don't have any, nobody's ever seen it kind of thing. There are actually quite a few contemporary-ish witness accounts, 
but I just chose a few to share. So there's a report from the 1970s of two officers who were driving down a country road near dusk when they saw this hunched over figure of what they thought was a child. But when it stood up, they realized that it, it definitely wasn't human. And it's described as looking like a cross between a monkey and a frog that had piercing eyes and ratchet claws. Ooh. So this thing, yeah, it looked at them, made a chattering noise, which just grosses me out. (laughs) I don't like chattering noises. And then it walked off into the woods on two legs. Ew. So chattering noise kind of sounds like something a monkey would do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which they said it looked kind of like a monkey. So maybe. According to Tykin.com, in 1991, a family came home to this really stanky house. We've all been there. When they inspected their home, they found more than 30 wet footprints. But they weren't just wet. They were orange and about five to six centimeters long. Well, no, it didn't specify length. It didn't say whether it was long or wide, but they were five to six centimeters. Either way, that's tiny. It's only about two and a half inches if you're American. It's really small. tiny, but there were 30 of them. So this has to be an itty-bitty animal. This doesn't sound like the normal description of a kappa to me. But the cops were called, so they came and they took samples because apparently there's really nothing else to do in Japan than come and take samples of what animal footprints in a house. They took the samples and they went and they ran chemical analysis on them and they found that they were high in iron with a chemical composition similar to what would be expected in river water. Hmm. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. If you were going to analyze river water you'd find a lot of bicarbonate calcium magnesium and yeah iron you definitely find iron but if this thing is leaving colorful footprints it's not going to be from water it's going to be from sediment Mm -hmm. and there is a totally different composition from sediment to water i used to be an aquatic ecologist (laughs) (laughs) there's a big difference between what's in the sediment and what's in the water column so you can't say that i analyze this and it looks like fresh water not gonna happen mm-hmm. so that's the kappa that's my stories of the kappa i have a few other quick little things for you but what do you guys think of the kappa so far i date one <laughs> <laughs> definitely a winner so Lindsay likes an ass man that's what i'm hearing <laughs> I think they're really disturbing, and they I are. don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah, not no. like it. There are aspects to it that are just so funny from a person with a very immature sense of humor, which is me. The buttholes. Everything with buttholes and farts. I cannot stop laughing. But then there are parts of it that are so freaking dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It would be fun otherwise. Yeah. It'd be funny other than the killing and eating of children and the assaulting of ladies. Yeah, definitely. That's a that's not good. No. I almost feel like it it, it would be if in Zombieland Jesse Eisenberg actually turned into a zombie. It's funny but messed up. I feel like violated by that. Does bad things, mm-hmm. but it's still Jesse Eisenberg, so you know it's funny bad things. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the Kappa. Writers of Zombieland, please don't do that. I will quit you. I haven't seen the second one yet. I, need I to. have. Is it it's good? It's so good. Oh, oh man, so I need to good. see it. I was reluctant, but now I'm going to go watch it. I was so nervous the whole movie because I was like, don't do anything you can't take back. <laughs> Every time they, they 
crap all over snowballs. It makes me sad because I love snowballs. I do too. <laughs> I think they're, they're so good. They're good. <laughs> I would take that over a Twinkie any day. Same. <laughs> Hear that, Zombieland riders? You messed up. <laughs> you picked the wrong snack cake. <laughs> the only thing is you can't deep fry a snowball. That would be a disaster. Ugh, yeah, that yeah, wouldn't work. That'd be gross. So the next cryptid I have for you is Jorogumo, also known as the Spider Woman or Spider Whore, which Ooh, I thought you would be interested whore? in. Spider Whore. I thought you would find Spider that. Whore. Spider <laughs> Whore. Does whatever a Spider, spider Whore does. does. <laughs> <laughs> the worst theme song ever. <laughs> so Spider Whore is another member of the yokai. Big surprise. They pretty much all are. I don't think I found a single cryptid that wasn't a member of the yokai. I don't know why they have like a classification because is there anything outside of yokai? It's just one gigantic class. My sources for Jorogumo were Mythology Wiki, Wikipedia, and yokai.com. So like I said, these are just short ones, so I didn't find a whole lot of information, but they were kind of fun and I wanted to mention them. This is another cryptid that originates from the Edo period or was at least popularized during that period. A Jorogumo is a shapeshifter that can shift between human, spider, and half-human, half-spider forms. The legend goes that when a golden orb weaver spider, which is a real spider, by the way, once it reaches its 400th birthday, it can suddenly feed on humans, which is just like, oh, yay, I upgraded. I've leveled up. I don't have to eat insects anymore. These beings live pretty much everywhere, from forests and caves to highly inhabited locations. And when they're in spider form, they're usually quite small, two to three centimeters or about an inch. So they're really, really tiny when they're spiders. But they can get much bigger. So even the real golden orb spider thing can get pretty big. They're pretty. They're pretty. They are. (laughs) They're, They're really vibrantly colored. They have these really bright, beautiful colors. They weave these really strong webs, both in reality and in lore. So they're they're cool. By the way, they have become invasive species in the U.S. Big surprise. Quit sending your shit over here, Japan. We have enough bad things. We don't need more. Joro Gumo are extremely intelligent. They're solitary and they're cruel, preferring to prey on handsome young men who are seeking love. When the yokai transforms into its human form, it's said to be an incredibly beautiful young woman that's really good. Yeah. (laughs) That's where spider whore comes from. It's really good at deceiving men and it lures them into her web which the web's so strong the men can't escape. So then they use this powerful venom to very slowly kill the men, allowing the spider whore to savor the prolonged and painful deaths of their victims. That's toxic. (sighs) After the kappa, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Well, the whole time you were describing like how she like lures the men into her super strong web I was like, mm-hmm, that's what that's what she said. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? All right. <laughs> Two words, tentacle porn. You know that's, what? Oh, don't go there. You know what I'll give them is they are creative. They, they definitely are. are. And some of the stuff they come up with is great and I love it. And yep. other stuff will haunt me forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks, Japan. Jorogumo also have the ability to manipulate and control other lesser spiders, including the fire-breathing spiders, which they will, like, they'll send them to people's homes that suspect them, and they'll sick them on that house and have them burn the house down. Arson spiders. I like it. Everybody needs an arson spider. 
You're gonna I mean, because then, then if the house burns down, you're just like, well, there was a spider there, so we had to burn the house down. So made sense. It, it does. does to me. I would burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> this house is dead to me. Kill it with fire. <laughs> there are stories of the Jorogumo disguising itself as a woman carrying a baby, seeking help, but the baby's actually an egg sack, which is gross. Mm. Like, do they, oh. Are they carrying that in their arms or do they put it on their back or what? I think Ashley does not like this part of the story. Ashley hates this, but I'm that's sorry. okay. It's okay. It's not real. Everything's fine. Yep. River didn't like that part either. River is just a demon. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor little River. Other times, the being um, it disguises itself as a beautiful woman, it's going to play an instrument to lure a man to it. And then when he's distracted, it'll wrap him up. So it's pr- apparently guys are really easy to distract. I don't think that's that far off base, though. Let's be real. I'm just picturing her like playing like a sweet pan flute solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uses this uh, instrument that's kind of like a Japanese lyre, from what I understand. Okay. Uh, okay. So she'll play that. But she's obviously sitting in front of him. She's gorgeous. She's playing something. He's paying attention to her. He's wrapped up in what's going on. So then, then does she have like this one spider arm that comes out and like wraps around when he's not? So you can't, I don't know. I don't, I, know, I don't know how that works. Does she sick her lesser spiders on him and he they wrap him up and then she's like, ha, ha, ha. Maybe it's that. That would make sense. So the story that I found most frequently that related to her. These are some older stories. There's nothing that I could find that was contemporary. It's of a woodcutter that went to a waterfall and in one version he fell asleep and the Joro Joro she wrapped his legs. <laughs> the spider whore. The spider whore. <laughs> spider whore wrapped his legs with webbing but when he awoke he knew what was up and he really quickly cut the strings and then tied them around a stump which was then pulled into the water. She ripped it and pulled it into the water. So he goes back to his town and the locals become really scared of the area Nobody wants to go around there, but a logger from out of town comes by and he does what loggers do. So he goes into the forest and um, he's trying to cut down the tree, but he drops his axe into the water. So you know how at the bottom of waterfalls, there's like a little pond. He drops his axe and then he goes in after it. Don't do that. He doesn't know what's going on. He goes in after it. So he gets he gets into the water, and when he's down there, he comes face to face with this stunningly beautiful woman who handed him his axe and told him to never tell anyone what he'd seen. Which, how many guys actually keep secrets? None. I was just going to say, <laughs> he told everybody. <laughs> so he did all right for a little while. But as is always the case when somebody tells you not to tell anybody else something if somebody's telling you to keep this a secret there's gonna hit a point where you're like i really need to tell somebody if if they, if they didn't say you need to keep the secret maybe you wouldn't tell anybody because they're gonna think you're crazy but the minute somebody says this is between us you're like damn it so, oh it looks it's like andy in a parks and rec when he can't keep anybody's secrets and he has to keep the secret that she's pregnant yeah. Do you remember? It's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like freaking out and he almost tells. And like breaking a sweat. Yep. <laughs> Starts telling all these lies. Yep. <laughs> it's just like that. So uh, at some point he eventually just, he has to tell somebody and he does. He spills everything and he's so relieved that he gets to spill it. And he's like, this is great. Goes to sleep. Never wakes up again. Oh no. Oh no. 
Another version of the story that's really similar is that the original woodcutter saw a beautiful woman by the waterfall and he fell in love with her. So he'd go to see her every day, but the more that he went to see her, the weaker and weaker that he became. And so this local Buddhist monk suspected it was the doings of a spider whore because I'm not going to try to say it again. It's just not happening. Yeah. So he went with the woodcutter to meet the woman. And when a web came out of the pool and reached for the woodcutter, the monk just starts yelling and freaking out and shouting these curses or prayers or whatever, and the thread disappears. But the woodcutter's so in love that he, he kept returning anyway until one day he became entangled in the web and was pulled under, never to be seen again. So she's like a siren, but a spider. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So how do you kill a spider horn? Any thoughts? Salt. <laughs> no. I don't know either. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I don't think poison's going to kill it. Um, Probably not. I did see a report that you can see its true form in a reflection. So if you carry a mirror with you everywhere, at least you're warned about it. The only thing that I could think is to do what you do with other spiders like Ashley does is just burn it. Mm-hmm. Carry some lighter fluid with you and a Zippo and just light that sucker on fire. I'm down for that. Let's do it. Be there gone. you go. <laughs> and then my last little one here is really short. It's called the Itan Momen. It's really brief. It's all about Suko, Suku Mogami. I'm going to try that again. It's a, it's a Suko Mogami? No, I can't say it. It's known as Itan Momen, which is essentially this evil cotton wrap. And I thought this was so funny. (laughs) Okay. So do you remember how I told you everything in Japan has a spirit? Yes. Okay. Suko, Sukumogami are tools that have acquired a spirit. So that apparently includes long, narrow sheets of cotton. And from what I understand in some stories, this long, narrow sheet of cotton is also your roll of toilet paper, but it's evil toilet paper. They're about 10 meters long. (laughs) which is 32 feet for the Americans. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They fly around at dusk or after dark, and they will attack people by wrapping themselves around the victim's neck and face to smother or strangle them to death. I'm just picturing, like, winged toilet paper flying through the air and just, like, attacking people. All the depictions of it, it just looks like, it looks like a big long sheet of toilet paper or, like, a roll of muslin that's just completely unfurled itself and wraps itself around somebody. But apparently there are quite a few contemporary sightings of this thing. I saw quite a few. Um, There's one where a UFO society captured like this big cloth-like object flying around in the sky over Mount Rocco. Mm -hmm. And there, there are other images where like I think a woman's walking her dog and you can see something like this behind it and it looks like a big ribbon. Ooh. That's creepy. Evil toilet paper. It's flying around in Japan. Just watch out. Don't like it. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) And those are my Japanese cryptids for you. Nice. I have way too many links to share. (laughs) So many freaking links. So um, I don't know if there's anything we wanted to share for our before our closing. I got a flu shot. (laughs) I was going to show you my awesome bandaid, but there's nothing to show. (laughs) I went and got a shot so that the boys could see that adults get them too because they freaked out about theirs and the only thing that CVS had was little minions band-aids Aww. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so I walked out of there with a minion band-aid and by the way flu shots hurt they do hurt 
Yeah. yeah. They hurt more after your arm starts to feel like it's just turning into one solid piece of bone. Oh, I'm not a fan. Me either. But I figured this year I probably should. Yeah. yeah I can see that. <laughs> you guys got anything special going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> my my youngest just adopted a spotted salamander, so we have a new pet in our house. That's fun. They're so cute. They are very cute. She found it in the wild in our front yard. Oh, <laughs> the wild that is your front yard. <laughs> yep. So do I'm you just live about, in a river. Nope. But we do have a pond right behind ah, us, okay. and it had rained recently, so it was very damp outside. I don't do it. They're cute. It, it is very cute. And you had nothing special going on, Ash? I mean, I have an ongoing war with a toad that keeps coming into the yard, so I guess that's something. <laughs> uh, River really wants to eat it. Oh, River's my dog, in case anyone's unclear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I always have to pick it up, which I refuse to do with my bare hands. So I have to get like a napkin or something and scoop him and then toss him over the fence. And then it, it comes, comes back. back. Yep. Do you think it's actually your prince? No. Oh, okay. I don't have a prince. I'm convinced of that. Do you think it's your prince of Japan? Maybe. This is going to say, is it the Japanese prince? <laughs> it's actually a kappa in disguise. I think I'm more likely to meet a kappa than a prince at this point. So. Yeah, I, I think I figured out how to banish it from your backyard. Just fart in its general direction. <laughs> it's just like, nope. <laughs> Peace out. Just tries to throw itself over the fence. If River aggressively trying to eat it's not getting rid of it, I don't know what will. Aw, oh, poor Toad. All right. Thank you for coming to visit our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a, a unique slice of Japanese cryptid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do. Question. <laughs> If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice, because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, the $7 Cryptid Hunter, and the $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAppPizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at pineapppizzapod at gmail.com. Don't forget, A-P-P. That's important. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.